trending news right now. What's happened in social media in the last 24 hours? Our social commentator, digital SABC news writer, Khatebe, joins us. To unpack that, Busisi uh, Khatebe, how are you today? Good morning, Asa. I'm good, thanks to you. No change has ended, so I'm happy. Oh, when I don't jinx it. You know when we say that and then it comes back. <laughs> I don't trust it anymore. <laughs> Yo. When we say it's ended and then it comes back and then there's another announcement. Ish. Yo. Okay, let's uh, stay hydrated and not mind our business and mind the businesses of others. Hashtag yes. Big Brother Mzansi. <laughs> <laughs> let's start there. Uh, what's happening with Hashtag Big Brother Mzansi? So it's it's uh, apparently going to return to South Africa, yes. this uh, reality show. That's true. Uh, and film, film Bella announced that, you know, MNC will be releasing a statement uh, with the details later today and also possibly audition uh, mechanisms. But he also tweeted that could people please stop inboxing him trying to audition <laughs> because people yeah. are they're really <laughs> they're ready for a uh, big brother. And also there there's been fake um emails circulating about auditions. So he's also warning people that look the official auditions will come from um MS multi choice. But I think it just shows how people are excited about this. Uh, so it's been a very long time since we had uh, Big Brother Mzansi. Why would you want to come out of lockdown to go into another lockdown? You're going to be confined into a home in this space for I don't know how long. Why is this exciting for people? <laughs> I don't see why. Why would I want to be stuck in a house not being able to go out and live a normal life like other people with a few people that I might not even like? This feels like I, lockdown level uh, five. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is, Asa, because people enjoy watching Big Brother. I must confess, back in the day, I wanted, I was this close to actually really? <laughs> auditioning. Yes. Okay, maybe we should I try really, this time then. It was, I don't know, it was just the, the idea of getting the fame, um, maybe, and the prize money. But um, obviously on social media, they, they're very excited. They have also uh, warned uh, multi-choice not to include any influencers or any celebrity or any YouTube um, content creators because they want fresh new faces, mm. you know. They want it to be fake ground because some people, they enter and they already have a following, you know. Yeah. And that would make it safe for the both. And also they want that is a Kata Homa boy to be the presenter okay. somehow. Be calling for him. But this is really popular. I, I remember my it's popular with all older people as well because my mom would force us to vote for whoever she liked. And people just sit and watch Big Brother. Like you say, we're just watching people in quarantine actually now that we know mm-hmm. what it actually means. Um, I don't know what the entertainment part of it is. I guess it's the games that they play and the backstabbing that goes around, you know, and people have to conspire who to vote out and who to keep. Yeah, I'd rather do the backstabbing in uh, an island where I'm going to be outside with nature like Survivor. I prefer that type of thing. But anyway, as you say, it's popular. They, uh, there are people for these kind of things that enjoy yeah. it. As And as you say, it's entertainment for a lot of people. But as you're saying... Uh, people are saying we don't want celebs, we don't want people we've seen before, we don't want uh, uh, influencers and whoever they don't want, vloggers. So yes. who do you think then, or what can be done then to make it a bit more refreshing and different this time if they're saying they want people who don't already have a platform? Um, I think, you know, 
uh, this comes from last year, you know, when we went into the lockdown, we saw an emergence of new talent and fresh faces, you know, via social media, your TikToks, um, just new faces. So they want any, the ordinary person, I guess, um, to be auditioning and um, going into the house so that it's fair game. Um, people are looking for innovative ways to see new talents and fresh talents. They don't want what they call the recycling mm. of the legs and influences. Some are even calling uh, for um, LG, LGBTQI version of Big Brother, and others are calling for half of the housemates to be part of the LGBTQI plus um, community. But if we have a separate Big Brother for that community, is it not the same thing as ostracizing them then? I think so, because then it's the same, in, in my opinion, then you'd say we want a Big Brother with only, yeah. I guess, a certain group of people. Um, I don't think it will take place, but it would be nice to be to have housemates who are all inclusive of you know different cultures, races, and um, communities. Have they ever had uh, disabled persons there? I don't think they have actually. I, I don't remember um, Big Brother Zanti having one. Um, what people I living do with remember disabilities. is so let me correct myself. Sorry, people living with disabilities. Before I offend anyone, that's the correct term. Yes. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't remember one. Um, a housemate with uh, a person living with disabilities. I don't remember one. No. Okay. Do you think it will still be relevant then? I mean, we are in an era of social media influencers. They seem to be the stars now, the twit, uh, Twitter uh, celebrities. What do you call them? Twelebs. Those are the uh, Yes, those are the stars now. So if they're saying they don't want any of these uh, individuals, how is it though, still going to be relevant? Do you think it will be? I think because, um, as it was mentioned on social media, that well done, um, Fancy, you know, your 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 cries have been heard for for Big Brother Zanti to come back. I guess then there is a following um, and there are people who would actually still watch it and be interested in the new fresh faces and new people that, you know, we would see as the housemates. So mm. another thing is it is a platform. It does create... I, I do understand why influencers or celebrities entered the, the competition because it gave them a platform. So I guess then with the people, the new faces, it will give them, you know, a, a new start uh, or a head start in the in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So I guess it's that um, looking at just having new people um, because, like I said, you know, with the pandemic, we saw a lot of new faces and they're quite talented. Another thing, though, we saw also celebrities becoming innovative. Mm-hmm. during the lockdown and interacting, some were interacting with, you know, their fans and supporters, which the supporters loved because then, you know, it makes them feel seen that, you know, oh, my favorite celebrity is including us. So I think it's that where the audience wants to feel sort of a power to be able to choose who stays, who doesn't stay, and we made you type of a type of a feeling, I think, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Well, there have been success stories. As I say, this Big Brother yeah. is something that works for a lot of other people. Uh, if we can just quote them, they won yeah. over and above getting two million in cash. They also won on love and they welcomed 
a child, their second child in 2016. So maybe there'll be another couple, a successful one, coming out of this installment of uh, Big Brother. Hopefully, we'll see. Um, they they seem to be, uh, you know, one of the happy, happily ever after. But, you know, with other couples from previous Big Brothers, even, you know, the Big Brother Niger, does, or Big Brother Africa, doesn't really last um, afterwards, after the house. So, yeah, it's good to to hear success stories. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what will unfold. Um, it should be exciting. Okay, let's talk uh, hashtag CG Mokweng, South Africa saying farewell to the longest serving Chief Justice, 10 years in the service uh, for this country. So yesterday then it was President Cyril Ramaphosa joining South African public in saluting the Chief uh, Justice Mokweng Mokweng. Yes, Um, mixed views on his legacy after, you know. Mm. Um, He did serve um, as a Chief Justice. One of the some of the things that raised eyebrows was his long leave of absence after he took leave on, in May, and then uh, then putting the um, deputy chief justice Zondo as his acting chief justice, which was extra uh, work for him because he was also chairing, you know, state capture. But mixed yeah. views, many positive uh, words of encouragement for the chief justice, the retired chief justice. You know, some people saying he served with distinction. Um, he took an oath and served with integrity. Some were saying, thank you for standing up for your truth when it was not fashionable to do so. And others were just like saying, you know, they're waiting now for him to write a tell-all book because now he's not obligated, you know, to not say much. Mm. I mean, that's well. He's, he's done 10 years. He's done his time. I think 60 years as well is a good year to retire. Um yes. And part of that legacy, I mean, he was uh, one of the Constitutional Court's most junior members at the time in in 2009 when he was appointed. Is maybe some of the controversy because he was appointed by another controversial figure, we can say, uh, Jacob Zuma? Yes, that's true. And also, you know, mixed views on that. Some people saying, you know, that was the best decision that Zuma actually made. Um, others, obviously, because of the views that Mohoen had, you know, were saying, you know, it wasn't a great idea. You know, he's been criticized for his, you know, um, religious views that he that he had and held on to. And, you know, even when he was back, forced against the wall to apologize for certain utterances that he made, he said he will not. Um, so also that has been the one issue that that is following him right now, um, his his religious views. Yeah, and I mean, p- appointed twice by Jacob Zuma, 2009, into constitutional court, and then yes. chief justice by, in 2011. Talking of uh, religious views, then, we know that he's uh, a pastor, uh, formerly. He's, he's also a pastor in the Redeemed Christian Church of God. He gave a speech in 2014 on religion, uh, just how that links to or how it relates to law at Stellenbosch University. Now that he's retired... Could that be the direction of uh, his next life? I think so. I think he will. Uh, he will continue with uh, um, his role in the in in the church um, and take that upon him. I mean, he is a natural leader, so I do see him doing that. Um, he was he was very 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 adamant with his belief and uh, his standing, and he was not compromising on it. However, you know, Asa, I think that. Despite all of that, 
as a chief justice, um, you know, everyone also can argue that he actually did his job very well. He he, he didn't allow uh, maybe his belief to to prejudice any anyone who came to the courts, you know. Even though it wasn't the judgment was not his alone, um, there were other judges with him, but he didn't misuse his position um, as a chief justice to 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 be influenced by his beliefs um, prejudice or against anyone who came to the court, you know. So mm. that's one of the good things that even some legal minds are agreeing, that he actually did his job um, and he served well. We also know he's a Northwesterner. Being from the Northwest province, we know that's known for its cattle and sunflower farming. Maybe that's another <laughs> option if he doesn't become a pastor, or he can do both, eh? He can if he do doesn't both. continue on the pastor road, uh, he can uh, go into farming as well. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I mean, that of course, he nice. will continue to be an important figure and voice yes. in, in public life. We know that. Let's take a short break. We're going to continue with our chat uh, on uh, trending topics, looking at what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. Trending news right now. Talking to Busisiwe Khatebe, social commentator on trending topics here on SFM Sound Away. Good morning, fam, if you've just uh, joined us. We continue on that. So hashtag International Day of the Girl now, Khatebe, uh, commemorated yesterday. This is for the empowerment of young women and girls. And there is a theme. But uh, essentially, this was declared by the United Nations to amplify the voices of young girls around the world. Tell us more about this day. And I think that it's a very important day. You know, there are others calling on saying, what about the boy child? And I think that it's not even something, it's not about comparing boy children to girl children. Mm. Um, I think the, the crux of this is that girl children have, previously been disadvantaged and, um, you know, have been kept away from good equality of education, equality generally, um, you know, and uh, empowerment and education and protection. And this is a day to just call forward um, that, that girl children need to be protected. They need access to education. They need access to equality and empowerment. Um, it's not the time now that, you know, just because you're a girl child, you just sidelined and say you need to just take care of the chores and things at home. And what I love about this is that they, the, the UN, they looked at different um, sectors and industries that girl children um, have voices and can have voices and can be inspired to go into, such as the tech industry. Um, they looked at young young women who are coders, web developers, app developers. They also looked at young teens, girls who are activists in different parts of the of the continent. Mm. And they're really young girls and their stories are so inspiring, Asa. Um, you know, some are developing apps. There's one in Ivory Park. Mm. She thought she had COVID nineteen and then when she went to the clinic she found another lady who was pregnant sitting outside in the sun and she's asking her what's going on and this one says no unfortunately i came a long way to the clinic but it's not the day to see pregnant women so she decided to do an app to help people around her area to find which is the best place to go for a certain um, illness and which is the best day to go um, uh, to that clinic or the health provider hmm. so it's just beautiful innovative um, things like that that 
young women now can partake in and explore. Not just that this is just for men or boys, but it's open to everyone who wants to do it. A beautiful story of an amplified voice there. Certainly that is a powerful one as well. Uh, and, and we need to highlight those positive stories. On the other hand, there are a lot of uh, stories that are not so great where there isn't even a voice, never mind amplifying a voice. In the case of Nigeria, for example, schoolgirls being kidnapped, as we see all the time, with the weak security infrastructure going on there and leaders who don't seem to have much control over the issue. I mean, these abductions have become a source of income it seems, because yes. ransoms are demanded and ransoms are paid. How do we even begin to give voices to those types of girl children? And unfortunately, Asa, I don't think enough attention or spotlight is placed on such incidents that are happening um, in Nigeria. And it's, it's, it's almost not just only a, an annual occurrence. Sometimes it seems monthly that we are going to hear of or see reports of girl children being kidnapped. Um, so I, I, I think then in such instances, yes, it's great to highlight, you know, that girls need education. And like I mentioned, protection. That's when also, you know, mm. stakeholders should need, need to put the spotlight on the protection of girl children. You know, they put spotlights on Uktwala here in South Africa for girl children. Um, but then it seems as it becomes seasonal. They'll, 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 they'll make a noise and then be quiet because nothing now is being said. There's no sustenance in, in is there such a word? <laughs> yeah. There's no we make words up anyway in it's sound a week. It's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of, of, of the fight mm. for protection of the girl children. Another uh, example, Afghanistan. Let's talk there, the girls and what yes. they're going through there. The Taliban, I mean, we know their rule meant that girls couldn't go to school. They were banned from school and as well as employment in 1996. Now, uh, this year, they've come up, I mean, all eyes are on them. They have to do something. So September 2021, uh, higher education minister in Afghanistan saying that girls will now be allowed to study, but it's just not going to be alongside boys or men. So... Saying they won't prevent girls from education and jobs is not the same as saying that they will support and empower girls to be in jobs and in education. Is this something we can look at as progress? Um, I'm in two minds about it. I mean, yeah. look, yes, it's great that they can go, but then um, in, in, in my view, and mostly, you know, with um, religious countries uh, such as, you know, Afghanistan, where the woman place is at a certain place. I think it's, it's, it's almost that thing of we'll give you something, but at the end of the day, we can take it away by making you stay home, have children, and take care of them. And then what's then about that education? Mm. Whereas what if the, the girls want to continue further their studies? What if they want to go into plumbing in that country, mechanics? What if they want to go into engineering? Will they be allowed to go into any sector that they want to? Will they be allowed to further their education? So it's a win in some way, but also I'm wary about, okay, in the long run, what will it mean for the girl child? And are there resources to even provide separate, separate classes uh, for girls exactly. and boys? Exactly. That's another question. And why the separation, though, as a, you know... Um, there are still countries that's mm. the reality where you know girls and boys, women and men are separated, and they can, they are not allowed to sit together. 
even in restaurants, um, some, you know, um, religious countries. So it's, it's, yeah, like you're saying, the resources to actually have two different schools or two different classrooms. I can only imagine how, 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 how that will work, especially with what they are dealing with right now. Uh, will there be enough resources? Will there be enough finances? Will there be enough teachers to teach the girl child? What if they say uh, only women can teach the children? Do they have enough women educators mm. for the girl children? Since there would be a backlog. I mean, if uh, 1996 wasn't so far away from yeah. now, if, if there were no uh, women and children allowed to be in school. Yes. There will definitely be a, a deficit. This year's theme, Digital Generation, Our Generation, for this International uh, Day of a Girl, a uh, Child. How do we even begin to realize this uh, goal, Digital Generation, Our Generation? If we look at the example of South Africa's rural or pu- poorer communities where girls mm. are still battling with issues of sanitary pads, even, yes. and gender-based violence. How do we realize Digital Generation in Our Generation? And another issue, Asa, is also internet connectivity. I mean, it's great to to be teaching the young girls about coding and, you know, uh, computers and stuff, but uh, how are they going to be able to continue with it um, if there's a lack of internet connectivity? Mm. Like you mentioned, just basic services are lacking in many parts of the country, and uh, infrastructure is lacking. So, yes, it would be great. You know, we keep, we keep getting told that we are in the fourth industrial revolution, uh, but what is physically being done, practically being done um, to, to be able to sustain the, the introducing, you know, the girl children to technology? And what you are saying with the sanitary pads, the lack of it, the lack of also uh, nutrition or food, because some, they leave their homes and they're hungry. Some have to walk miles and miles. There's not even enough transport to take the children to, you know, to these schools. And some of the schools are in terrible conditions, as as we've been seeing um, the past few weeks on TV, terrible conditions. Some have had to be closed down. So it's also that like lack of resource, a lack of resources um, that South Africa is facing. That's the reality of a girl child. Yes, absolutely. Well, there's so much more that needs to be done. Uh, there is progress, yes. as we say. We highlight the positives. Uh, however, we need to make sure that on the negative side, we don't ignore what needs to be done. Hashtag Godrich Gardi now. Let's talk about him, EFF member and former MP opening his own uh, practice. So I guess we were going to have our eyes on him to follow in terms of where to, because he resigned in February 2020 as a member of parliament, and the EFF was saying they were not shocked about this uh, resignation, according to media statements. Yes. Um, And, yeah, they also mentioned that uh, the reason he resigned is because he was going to do his article at a law firm, um, so that he can be an admitted attorney in the High Court. So now he's done. He's opening opened up his practice, uh, which is very good. But, you know, on a different note, <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people were saying um, they were they were confused about the hashtag that, that was going around for, for Gadi. It was saying, congratulations, SG. So a lot of people were like, ah. Twitter will give you a heart attack. I thought charges against Ace Mahashule were dropped. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why AG? 
because he's the Secretary General. Oh, yes, of, yes, yes. Of, um, so they created the SG to Esma Khashule. So I don't think then they thought of anyone else being an SG, yeah. but it was for Gadi. So, yes, he worked for Mabuza attorney. So now he says um, um, a pan Africanist law firm will be, you know, will be started by him. I think it's, it's, it's very good news because. I've, I've seen with um, many people, um, some some close relatives and friends who graduated as a, since 2018 with LLB, and it's really hard to get into, you know, any law firm to get to serve yeah. and do articles. So hopefully this will open a paper way for many candidate attorneys yes. that, need, that need to practice. And we love that it's pan-Africanist as well, that, that being yeah. highlighted there in, in the statement he made. Well, uh, EFF spokesperson at the time of his resignation, Fuyani Pambo, had said that there was no political fallout. So yeah. uh, I guess they wish him well then. And, I mean, obviously, he wasn't going to be able to juggle a nine-to-five job and, and also being a parliamentarian, right? Correct. That's correct. And, you know, a lot of people also very excited about the news, um, saying, you know, Black child is possible, you know, and they're saying that his story should inspire all of us that it's never too late to pursue your dreams. You know, um, because things do happen, people do go to varsity, some finish in record time, some don't, some want to do certain things, and, and you yeah. know, they don't, but it's never too late to achieve your dreams. Absolutely, and you can change your mind also about those dreams it's true at That's any stage true. you want. Uh, we love that story. Let's end it on that one. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. What are your plans for this Tuesday? Uh, going to rest and self-care. I was working over the weekend. It was a lot of manifesto launches. And yes, yes, it's that time. You want to be working <laughs> so, for a bit. Yes, so let me take advantage of the off day to relax and just, you know, uh, to get into the right frame of mind when I go back to work. Awesome stuff and enjoy it. And we appreciate that on your off day, you still make time for us. <laughs> Thanks, Khadebe. Thank you for having me, Asa. Great stuff. Musisiwe Khadebe, our SABC digital content uh, uh, writer, as well as uh, social commentator discussing what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours.